listen, you can tell me I need to let Jesus be my ultimate influencer, but until I believe that he is my ultimate influencer, I will never allow him to influence me. Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Notice, if you will, Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, which reads as follows. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Based on that, I want to talk about this subject for a few minutes. The influencer persuaded me to change. The influencer persuaded me to change. To persuade someone is to cause them to believe something after a sustained effort. When I mean about sustained effort, they have they are continuously extending you trying to convince you about something over a period of time. A person who has the ability to persuade us has a tendency to be able to skillfully provide reasoning to whatever they are designed to get us to do or to say or to buy a certain product. And many times there is a general inner or a small interest in that particular item they're trying to persuade you on. I know sometimes they will put different advertisers on uh, my social media pages, but I really have no interest in that particular, not even a small interest in some of those products. There has to be a a small interest in the product. They tend to have an innate ability to lead us in ways that we may be willing to change our entire lifestyle to follow them, whether good or not so good. They have been delivered, intentional, and persuasive in convincing us that what they say is right and we should think and act in like manner. There have been many people persuaded out of the perfect will of God because they allowed the words and the reasoning of others to convince them to leave Jesus, convince them to leave the deliverer, to convince them to leave the protector, to convince them to leave the keeper of their souls. It was not so much that the person had was better when it comes to the big picture, but because they were convincing, logical, and used enticing words. They believed them rather than believing that they know what was right under any circumstance or any situation. I don't know if you ever lived long enough and you looked and you said, why in the world did that person leave that for this? And you're like, man, why did they? I mean, it, it don't make no sense to you, but you never know what type of convincing that that person or thing was dealing with. I believe the more that God's word is in our ear, be it through preaching, through teaching, through studying, through applying the word of God, it persuades us to think better, talk better and to act better. If you like me, uh, we have to continue to allow God's written and revealed word to become the most persuasive voice in our lives. It's a conscious decision to allow God's voice to be the most persuasive voice that we hear. It doesn't mean that the other voices are not going to be talking to you. In fact, I've learned that 
we realize that many times that individuals will try to influence us in ways that are ungodly. But it doesn't stop them from stopping talking, but it does it does gives us a better background or better foundation so we can make better decisions based on the voices. You know what Jesus said? He says the voice of a stranger we will not follow. And you have to make sure that you understand what's a stranger's voice and what's the voice of God. If it doesn't align with his word, I need to distance myself and eventually let it go. See, I believe a persuasive person can be influential in our lives and can cause us to change either for the good or the not so good. What I mean by change, to alter our lives or make a different choice. And sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be not so good. And as a believer, I desire that we should desire a change in our life, but in a matter that will bring us closer to Christ. Closer to Christ. See, there's a lot of ideas, beliefs, and such like that are constantly trying to get in our ear by phone, by TV, by family, by friends, by colleagues, and even those closest to us that could be trying to get us away from Jesus. And it's amazing, though, ironically, that some of the very vehicles that can be used to get us closer to Jesus can also uh, persuade us or cause us to get further away from Jesus. Like, for example, a godly television broadcast can get you closer to Jesus. Uh, but then again, another person who was speaking doubt and unbelief and false things can get you further away from Jesus if you believe them. It's a constant push to influence us to do various things. See, people are paid to influence us in a manner that we change our behaviors through shopping, trying new products, learning new skills, and so forth. And so we have to watch and pray and cautiously watch what goes on in our society because many things and people are trying to use subtle ways to persuade us to go their way. And the best persuader or the best influencer is one that we can trust and let our guards down. So what is an influencer? I'm glad you asked me the question. An influencer can be defined as a person who influences others. They have the capacity to have an effect on the character, the choices, and the behavior of others. An influencer can change us as well as persuade us if we're not careful. And depending on the influencer, our thinking, our talking, and our actions can become better or the opposite could be true. As I stated earlier, it just depends on the influencer. In my estimation, many of us are persuaded in some form or fashion by someone, whether spiritually, educationally, physically, financially, or even in relationships. We're influenced by something or someone, but we got to choose the right influence. We have, we have people that we admire, respect, and look up to them to the point that we begin to talk like them, say, say their familiar sayings, act like them, dress like them, and such like. And some of those are not even close to Jesus. You will see somebody dress a certain way and then you'll see other people trying to imitate their dress. Y'all remember the time when people used to have the pants hanging all down? Oh, so let me get out of that right there. Let me get out of that right there. 
sometimes you can pick up the wrong nasty attitude from other folks. They got a, a nasty attitude and you got a nasty attitude. They got a nasty attitude with money. You got a nasty attitude with no money. And you know you ain't got no money. You can't have no nasty attitude. Even if you got good uh, good money, I can tell you right now, you still don't need no nasty attitude. I'm sorry, it's nasty, a biblical terminology that I should use right now. I'm sorry. Do y'all understand what the definition of nasty is? Ugly, mean, hateful, nasty attitude. At times, their influence may have an immediate effect on us if we're not careful. And at other times, it may show us, it may show up until days down the road. See, sometimes you're not careful. You'll find yourself saying stuff or hearing stuff or doing stuff, and it, and you heard it maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and so forth. Pretty soon, our actions can begin to align with whoever is influenced us, influencing us, whether good or not so good. We live in a day when the term influencer has become rather popular in comparison to previous years, especially social media influencer. In fact, I believe that influencers have been around for a while, but the term has become more popular because of the money-making opportunities that can come from being a social media influencer. See, back in the day, we had commercials. And... Y'all probably know what commercials are in this terminology, do it. But commercials, you know, a commercial will come up and make you mad in the middle of your good program. And, and, and whew, that's why I thank God for DVR. I got to record stuff and skip over commercials. <laughs> All right. But anyway, that's just me, though. It's hard for me to watch a ball game there because you watch a good ball game, and then all of a sudden you got five minutes of commercial. Woo! But anyway, commercials came up. They they would interrupt your show. They, they might interrupt Batman or interrupt One Life to Live or Days of Tomorrow or whatever the case may be. Bonanza, Gunsmoke, a commercial come up at a certain time. Uh, but the the primary it, purpose of the interruption was to encourage or persuade us to purchase a brand of toothpaste, eat a certain eat at a certain restaurant, or buy a certain cereal, and so forth. See, commercials have lacked, they lack that personal touch, but they still have the capability to directly and indirectly persuade us to think, talk, and act in certain ways. We may go to the store and find ourselves choosing certain products based on the most recent commercials that we have seen. I remember one of, one of my uh, commercials that got me was, I didn't realize that they coated cereal, I mean cereal with sugar. See, when we came up, it was the cereal with no sugar. And you had to grab a, a teaspoon of sugar or two and put it with your cereal to make it sweet. Y'all probably don't know nothing about that right now. But but just in case, you know, y'all were old enough. But, but the younger generation, y'all's y'all cereal came with s- s- sugar already on it. And y'all you had to do is add milk to it, and boy, you were ready to go. Now, the cereal we had was the one you had to put teaspoons of sugar in it. And y'all know me, I probably added more than one. But and then mom would say, no, don't get all that sugar on your yourself. And no, nah, I gotta have sugar because I don't like this. Oh, anyway, but anyway, you, you on a commercial, there was a guy that said they're great. I'm sorry, did I did I did I? Did I? But where'd you get that influence from? It was through a commercial or a person that was trying to influence you to purchase a cereal brand. 
It was somebody trying to uh, convince you. See, we make, and then you go to the store, and you're like, ooh, there it is, right there. And then sometimes I wanted to buy cereal because it had a toy on the outside of it. And you know what they do back in the day was they put the cereal right at, at, at child level. Child level. You know what they did child level? Because the child could see it and beg their mama or daddy to buy it. They didn't like the cereal. They wanted the toy that was in the cereal. Give me the toy. You can have the cereal. <laughs> what? They were trying to persuade you. And advertisers at times will pay, used to pay athletes large sums of money to endorse their product, be it insurance, tennis shoes, makeup, even politics gets into this particular aspect. Especially if they believe the person can persuade others to learn to uh, lean on in their direction. The end goal is how I can persuade others to purchase or partake of this product that I believe is the, uh, or excuse me, that is the most qualified or the product that you want me to have. An unknown person may become known quickly through the ability to brand and promote themselves in selective advertisement. That's what social media comes in at. They've learned the skill of how to market themselves with a targeted market of followers. And some of us have been caught saying, I follow so-and-so on IG, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Snapchat. Facebook and so forth. You know, I don't have hardly none of these, but y'all, y'all know the ones, right? <laughs> they have many followers. They have so many followers. And they made a living off of that particular aspect. And some of that have posted, probably could have posted stuff on TikTok or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and so forth, and have secretly hoped that we could go viral and and mysteriously gain that level of following. In other words, we want to be famous or make money. And see, a high number of followers and abuse could be our target results, and perhaps others would recognize or validate us. And what I mean by recognize, acknowledge you or validate you, or which means to acknowledge another person's emotions, thoughts, experience, and values, and belief in us. We have to be careful when we begin to seek recognition and validation from things, people, and situations more than we seek to recognize and acknowledge our creator. In my opinion, he is the divine validator. He's constantly acknowledging us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, and such like. He even acknowledges our past hurt, disappointments, past choices, some good and some not so good. Jesus sees us and he loves us and desires that we are better and that we do better. And not only that, he is the validator who has power to bring it to pass in our lives. We call it divine results. And as mentioned the past three weeks in regard to the messages on results, the end goal is that we make better choices so we'll have a better outcome. Better choices equal a better outcome. Godly choices equal a godly outcome. And that is where we want to be at. And the goal of some companies, establishment, and people is to use social media influence to get their target audience. They will make money, but they're willing to allow the influencer to make money as well. 
One report says the average social influencer makes $46,703 a year or about $22 an hour. Not too bad, is it? Some of the primary personal influencers inform their followers of the new products, new developments, and new updates. Social media influence have their place, but we have access to the ultimate influencer. The ultimate influencer is our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we have access to him. We have opportunity to be with him. But he is the ultimate influencer. He's the optimate or the utmost influencer. And let me say this to you. Jesus has been influencing people for thousands of years. He's got more followers than you could ever imagine and even uh, shake a stick at because he's got millions, perhaps billions of followers across the world. And everybody know about Jesus. They may not follow him, but they know about him. They may not listen. They may not love him, but they have heard about him because Jesus is the ultimate influencer. You think you think that uh, so-and-so can influence, you ought to see what Jesus does. And what they do only lasts temporarily. But Jesus can influence you for a lifetime. Thank God for what he does in a lifetime. Our influencer is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the ending according to Revelation chapter 22. Let's go to Revelation 22. And we're going to look at verses 12 and verse 13. Revelation 22, verses 12 and verse 13. And the Bible reads as follows. And behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give every one according to his word. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end and the first and the last. Now, his name is Jesus. And he testifies to the church in Revelation about his sovereignty, his dominion, and his ability, and his reward is with him. But he has the ability to change our behavior for the better. When you follow Jesus, your life will change for the better. And that's why we pick up in the book of Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Notice in Acts 3 and 19, the Bible says this, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. One of the things we look at as being influential is how is Jesus influencing your life to change for the better. And one of the ways that we look at is, first of all, uh, we want, we thank God that he has influenced us to repent, to repent. To repent simply means this, to change one's mind for the better. And notice that he says, repent, therefore, and be converted. In other words, turn or return back to the one true and living God. Now, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking that repentance has to be our lifestyle. We just don't repent uh, just to be saying, I, I'm sorry you caught me doing what I do. But when you realize that you messed up, you did wrong, then you say, God, please have mercy upon my soul. I know I'm not perfect. I don't do everything right. But God, I know you love me enough to give me the opportunity to get this thing right. 
And you want to get things right. Why? Because you're being influenced by Jesus. He is the perfect example of uh, influence. Because he loves us enough. And see, God loves you so much, you, sometimes he just be in a room with you and you just say, God, I'm so sorry. I messed up. I did wrong. He Sometimes he didn't even have to get on. You, you know you done wrong. So you say, God, I, I, I repent. I'm sorry what I did. I didn't mean, Lord. And you know you meant to do it, but you'll say, I, I didn't mean to do it. Look at y'all looking at me too. Let me try it on the second row. Sometimes we do stuff where we meant to do it, but we'll say, God, I didn't mean to do it, but you meant to do it. When you told him off, that wasn't no, that wasn't no, that was the real deal. And God knows that, but he just wants you to say, God, ask, please have mercy, God. Please forgive me, God. Yeah, I meant to tell him off. I meant to slam the door in their face. I meant to do this. I meant to do that. But God, have mercy, God. Now, some of y'all folks he ain't real with. Y'all help the rest of us, y'all right? Because some of us meant to tell them all. We meant to, we, 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 yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, because cause they, cause, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we said, Lord, and after we told them all, we said, Lord, I'm, Lord, I should have did that. I know because we felt bad. They, nobody had to say anything to us. We just felt bad because we did it. We felt, but you know, that's how, that's that, that's God. God loves us enough. To, and I'm glad you love God enough to that he ain't got we, we ain't got to have a, a prophecy session to call out your sin before you repent. In other words, we ain't got to call your hut. Thus saith the Lord. Where were you last night? Now you, you know what you did. And so you repent. And that's why we thank God for his presence, because he's influencing you to change for the better. Listen, that's not, I don't need, see, I don't need you with me 24 hours a day and seven days a week in order for me to do right. If I do, something wrong with my salvation. I need Jesus in my life so even if nobody's around and nobody knows where I go, and I stop over there by the corner around the bend behind and put, park my car behind the bushes and sneak around the corner and put on a hat and some shades and a mask on until like I'm, I'm sorry. Am I getting too personal with myself? Okay, y'all help me here. But even if I do sneak away somewhere and God loves me enough and and he's influencing me enough that I will repent even if you don't know what I've done. David ran into a situation where he didn't repent. David was in a situation where he had messed around with with this woman and he didn't repent. And Nathan had to come up and had to deal with, with, with old Paul Nathan. I mean, David. He said, hey, and he said, hey, hey, David, David, hey, you the man. I thank God. Hope we ain't got to get to that situation where we got a Nathan couple of men in our life and say, hey, you, 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 you the woman. Hey, you the man. You are the one that did wrong. But he says here in the text, repent. An attitude. See, our ultimate influence has the power to, our ultimate influencer has the power to affect change in us through us, and so forth. That's why true, authentic repentance will cause us to think better, talk better, and to do better. And I thank God, I ain't got to follow you around 24 hours a day and seven days a week because the Holy Spirit is influencing you. I mean, I can't follow you, and, I, and yet you better not follow me because you might not like what you see. You might, you could be following me during the week, like, I can't go back to that church no more, can't go down the wood no more, call, call Pastor Dodd. I didn't realize he was all like that. Uh, but see, that's why we need Jesus. That's why you come to church, because we all need Jesus to get our act together. 
Now, if you got your act together, you can go on up to heaven somewhere. But for the rest of us, we come back here every week so we can hear what thus saith the Lord. Because we need Jesus. We need Jesus. Yeah, I need, listen, I, I appreciate all the other influencers to do what they do, but I need the ultimate influencer. I need the one that's going to be with me 24 hours a day and seven days a week. I'm going to be the one that when I'm on my phone, looking at gospel videos, See, nobody knows what you're looking at on your phone. Nobody knows what you're looking at while you're sitting in that dark room, looking on your phone, going through, going to that site, sliding left, sliding right, doing this and doing that. Nobody knows what you're doing except you. But it's good to know that when you get to certain sites, you start looking at stuff for too long, you feel something like, what you doing looking at that? You ain't never been in a situation. I'm sorry. Maybe just me. I need Jesus, y'all. Okay. This, this is me, your pastor. I need Jesus, y'all. Maybe sometimes I've been looking at stuff. I'm like, woo, look at, woo. You know that TikTok because it didn't keep playing over and over again. <laughs> y'all don't know. I'm sorry. Y'all may not know what TikTok is, but. <laughs> and I say, oh, let me slide off from that. Because it's not the algorithm going, it can mess you up, boy. You look at something too long, they'll bring about five or six more. Didn't like it. How you know, Pastor Doc? I need Jesus, y'all. They pray, pray my strength. <laughs> In the Lord. So it, it, it's true repentance. It's more than say I repent with my mouth. I can say that out of routine. But true, genuine repentance suggests that the ultimate influencer is encouraging a change in me directly or indirectly. Now, I made a point here. I want you to understand this quickly. No one sees when you change or you make that decision to change. Because that's internal. That's between you and the Lord. After a while, we'll see the, the fruit of it. But nobody sees when you change. Nobody sees when you repent of doing wrong. Nobody sees that because that's something you got to do in here. You and the Lord got to talk about when you change. No, see, I may see the results later on, but your change happens when you and God get together and you say, God, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop lying because I've been lying so long now. Woo, I can't hardly tell the truth no more. I, I lie so much, I don't even know what the truth is no more. I don't even know, I've got so caught up in my lies, I don't even know what, my, I've been lying so long. I mean, and then you say, I'm going to start telling the truth. I'm going to start telling the truth. Now, that could be 2.34 a.m. in the morning. And nobody's going to hear you tell the truth for maybe two weeks. But the, when you made that decision, that's when you got with God, and God is touching your heart. That means he's influencing the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you act. He is the ultimate influencer. Now, he is the ultimate influence helping me in my daily choices. In my daily choices. I always get a kick out of this. People expect for you to change and see the results like that. 
I'm gonna give you a quick example. Don't don't please don't hold it against me. But I'm gonna give you a quick example. I I know y'all can't believe this, but I do actually watch some of the news sometimes. And I was looking at this one story, and they expect to change the gun law, and then all the evil go away, just like that. They expect to pass the gun law on Tuesday, and then Wednesday all the evil go away. Now y'all know that evil come from an evil place. And when people are evil, they're going to do evil. And find a way to do evil. That's just who they are. And remember last week we talked about, you know, you notice how the Lord slowed it down when we get ready to minister tithes and offer? And he said, listen, divine protection. Hope y'all remember that. He talked about divine protection. We stopped playing music and everything. He said, divine protection. That was Sunday. I don't think he stopped. He, he, we need divine protection, you know. We ain't playing around with God. Because you don't know. Let me tell you something. I don't care what store you go to. You don't know who in, in Mother Isles. You don't. You need divine protection. You need godly protection. I don't care who you are. I don't care how saved you think you are. And I don't care what Because the devil evil, y'all. The devil come to steal. He come to kill. And he come to destroy he has not stopped because you gonna pass a law. He come to steal, and he been doing it. And I appreciate my bishop because he gave this message, but uh, he been doing it thousands of years, y'all. Thousands of years, thousands of years. He, let me tell you something. He's almost an expert at it. Steal, kill, and destroy. You need divine protection. Divine protection. Now, the influencer helps us to talk better, think better, and act better. It's a process, but it's well worth the process. It's well worth the process. See, if I make better decisions financially, mentally, emotionally, and such like, when I allow the ultimate influencer or the Lord to change my life for the better, we can see Additional promises he gives us in Acts 3 and 19 in the latter part. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be what? Blotted out so that the times of refreshing, refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, let me say this. We all need this scripture. We all need this scripture. We all need to repent. Well, Pastor, I didn't do nothing wrong today. I'll give you about two more hours. First, you got to repent and tell that lie, but that's okay. <laughs> but we all need to repent. But we repent because of the blood of Jesus that was shed back on Calvary. He can blot out or erase the sin out of our lives. After he erases it, then refreshing takes place. A recovery or a revival type process. And see, the Lord is showing us here as an influencer, he has power, he's got insight, he's got strength, he's got ability to bring about immediate and eternal changes in our lives. See, when we invite the presence of God into our lives through prayer, hearing his word, listening to others share Jesus, he gives us the opportunity to repent and be converted. And so he makes these promises. He says, I can blot out your sins. I can erase 
your sins, the punishment of your sin, the guilt of your sin, the condemnation of your sin that comes from doing wrong. One of the things we have to, uh, we also want him to do is to uh, stop the consequence of our sin. We want, remember, the wages of sin is death. We want to stop the consequence of our sins. But then he brings about a refreshing. A refreshing is a recovery or a revival type process. See, sin has a way of beating us down, literally taking the abundant life out of us, but God promised to refresh us or revive us in this verse. And everybody's going to need that at some point or another in their lives. I don't, see, sin is nasty. Well, I keep using that word, but anyway, y'all get the point, don't you? Sin can mess you up. Have you thinking better, feeling sorry for yourself? You can be fearful, you can be angry, you can be mad, you can be jealousy, jealous and so forth. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with that. But you need, you need the Lord to help you bring you out of that. You need the Lord to help you. You can't depend on man to bring, because they may show up, they may not. But God's always there. And then when you have, could be in a situation where it's the middle of the night, you can't call nobody because ain't nobody going to answer the phone. But yet, God can bring you out. God can bring you out. He's able to do that if you allow him to. Because God's not going to force himself into your situation. You got to invite him in. You got to invite him in. Remember we said in the book of Revelation, I stand at the door and knock. I'm not forced. I can knock the door down. Remember with the disciples, he walked through the door. But he's not going to do that. You got to invite him in. But boy, will you invite him in. Woo-wee. Your life will change for the better. Now, to convert means I'm changing in form, character, and the manner in which I operate. See, I'm praying for greater insight and repentance, what it means to experience true conviction and so forth. And not only that, I want to see it manifest in our lives. Remember, we've been talking about repentance for years now. Because every letter that Paul wrote to the church, most letters that he wrote to the church, he talked about something they needed to correct. Same thing goes with us too. There's something we always need to correct, something we always need to fix, and we're always doing that because we're humans. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, humans do stuff that's, that's, that's humanly. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become New. Again, therefore, if anyone is in Christ who gives himself wholly to Christ, he is a new or fresh or a new kind of creation or human being. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This kind of newness comes with being whole in Christ. It's uncommon. It's unheard of, but it works because why? You're learning how to be a Christian. Everybody's learning how to be a Christian in whatever stage of life that you are in. May 26, May 27, May 28, May 31st, you're going to have to learn how to be a Christian on May 31st. Just like you have to learn how to be a Christian today. You got to learn. You got to learn. You can't go in there thinking you know everything. You're going to get everything right. You got to submit yourself to God, resist the enemy so he'll flee. And so in turn, you can act more like Christ. You got to allow him to influence you to be all that God has called for you to be. It takes time, but it's well worth it. And yes, you can do it in the name of Jesus. Now, 
My prayer is that we see more conversion in our, in our church as new babes, members, leaders, ministers, and so forth. And I want to constantly be changed by the written and revealed word of God. One of the things I want us to understand that we, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to influence us with a purpose. You got to know why you're changing. Because if not, change won't last. If you don't know why you're changing or the reason well, a purpose of your change, it won't last. Because you just start changing just to be changing, but as soon as the pressure get off, you go back to doing what you were doing. I mean, that, I, that's happened to all of us in the sanctuary. I, I don't know one person yet. They told me I should be eating all that grease. I've cut back a little bit. <laughs> but it's still good. That, that's the problem, man. But you know, but now I go to the gym. I work out. I mean, I can't believe you can't tell by this, this, this beautiful side profile, but <laughs> go because that's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. Now, you can, you can tell me all day I, I need to go, but until I believe I need to go. Y'all missed that. You can tell me I need to pray, but until I believe I need to pray. You can tell me I need to give, but until I believe I need to give. You can tell me I need to follow Jesus, but until I get in my mind, I need to follow Jesus. Listen, you can tell me I need to let Jesus be my ultimate influencer, but until I believe that he is my ultimate influencer, I will never allow him to influence me. Because you will understand you'll only follow him for so far until he gets you out of danger, and then you'll stop following him. Y'all, y'all know people did that. You did it yourself. You was in danger. Oh, God, church, pray for me because I'm going through right now. Oh, the doctor said this. Oh, oh, I'm going through money trial. Oh, God, is pain. Oh, I'm going through. But as soon as the pressure got off, whew, all right, let me do my thing back. Because you see no purpose behind it. But once you understand the purpose behind it, that just like Jesus said, follow me as I follow Christ, then you're going to you'll keep on following him. You follow him when it's good, when it's not so good. And let me say, we're talking about repentance. You you understand why you repent, because I want to keep my relationship with Jesus stronger. I want my relationship with Jesus to be in a place it needs to be. In. And one of the things I love about repentance, it keeps my relationship with Jesus in the place it needs to be. In. I mean, you know, I like y'all, but I got to have Jesus in my life. I love y'all, but I got to have Jesus in my life. I, I, I mean, I do for you and I help you, but I got to be, I got to be right with Jesus first. Cause if I'm not right with Jesus, it's going to be hard for me to, especially if you don't do what I want you to do or the way I want you to say it or, the, you know, or whatever the case may be. You don't buy me my favorite or you don't do this or that or the other. We fall out of fellowship. But when you got Jesus in your life, it helps you. It helps you. It definitely helps you. How many know that Jesus in your life helps you? I'm telling you, it helps you. I'm telling you, it helps you. Woo! It helps you. Now, repentance prepares us for his coming. There's not a lot going, there's a lot going on in the world, but Jesus is coming back for his church, and when he comes, he will reward us. He rewards us. How do you know, Pastor? I'm going to read to you in just a moment. We read it earlier, but I want to read to you in just a minute again. We have to really spend time getting to know who Jesus is on a personal level. 
Knowing him and his character will help us to see and be persuaded in knowing he can do anything but fail. Uh, it, it, it lets us know that can't nobody do me like Jesus. Revelation 22, verse 12. <clears throat> Revelation 22, verse 12. And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is, excuse me, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his works. You notice what he says, I'm coming. I'm coming what? Quickly, and my reward is with me. Now, when we say quickly, that's on God's time and not ours. Everybody know that, right? Because my quick and God's quick is two different things. Listen, I only got three, four, 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 four folks that got that. I need you, everybody to understand God's quick and my quick and your quick is totally different. It's quick to God, but I'm telling you, it's slow to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm being real with you. I'm going to pass down. You all be spiritual and say it. No, no, I'm just going to tell you where it's at and tell you how I feel about this real quickly. Let me tell you, when I want God to heal my body, I want it just like. When I want money, I want it just like. When I want food, I want it just like. You know, we, we, if we don't want to wait, we'll go to the drive-thru and get mad when they take longer than. Y'all know y'all went in line that long, but it seems like forever. Especially when your stomach's all here. <laughs> what we did here? Oh, quick story. I, I, y'all pray my strength. I stopped by this store the other day and I was hungry. <laughs> I went to this drive. Didn't take them long at all, man. I should have known something was wrong when I glanced at my food and the bun slid off the sandwich. <laughs> I said, that ain't never happened before. I ordered a drink with no ice in it. Thing was full of ice. I said, okay, I'm going to let the ice go because I got my sandwich. Well, at least I think that's my sandwich. And so, brother, I rolled up here to the church. Bit that sandwich. I opened the sandwich. This ain't my sandwich I ordered. And so I had a choice to make then. Either eat the sandwich or ride back up there. <laughs> I said, well, gas, $4 a gallon. <laughs> So, I just ate the sandwich, <laughs> got mad, ate the sandwich the whole time, took my three swallows of drink because it was full of ice. <laughs> Fortunately, french fries were good, so. Sure enough, two hours later, I was hungry again. <laughs> and I got with my daughter, we ate somewhere else later on that evening, but... Anyway, I've got to while I was going. Anyway, <laughs> but everybody see what I'm saying here so far. And we're going to the point where we need Jesus. Let's put it like that. His timing, yeah, his timing is not our timing. His timing, not our time. He said he's coming quickly. He's coming quickly on his time. Not quickly on your time. All right now. But he's coming. He's coming. He further tells he's coming with his reward for us. So I like this first because we're essentially shaping our own reward with how we live daily, how we serve daily, how we love daily, how we forgive daily, how we choose to live for Jesus daily. My reward is based on me and not others. My reward is based on me and not others. 
I can rest in knowing that I can do all that I can do, support, encourage, and build up others in God's written and revealed word. And I should because that's part of my works, which will lead to a better reward. Nonetheless, he comes and he's coming to deliver or to give us based on our personal works. Not that we, not what we thought about doing, but what we actually do according to his guidance and his prompting. See, he prompted us to give and we obey. He prompted, he prompted us to pray and fast. We obey. He prompted us to share an encouraging word. We obey. For example, he prompted us to give. We gave. He prompted us to pray and fast. We prayed and fast. He prompted us to share a word with others. We shared the word with others. He promised, he prompted us to check on our sisters and brothers. We checked on our sisters and our brothers. See, that is the reward process. I'll be honest, some people, you may not think, watch this because this might make some of y'all mad. You may not think they're spiritual, but they're going to have more rewards than you are because they're just constantly doing. Well, Pastor, they don't pray like I do. Well, they keep on doing. They might pray a little bit, but they are doing all this other. And so you can't go by what your natural eyes tell you. Bible says you got to look at the heart. Remember, everybody looked at David, and they're like, why David's so anointed? Because man, because man looked on the outward appearance, but God looked at what? His heart. And therefore, people don't really know the decisions that you make, but it's based on your heart. Based on your heart with God. I appreciate that, too. Because you might get my, my intentions, you might think they're wrong based on what I do. For example, I may tell you no, and you might, well, why don't they help me? Because why don't they help me? But God may be telling me, don't help that person. You should help everybody. No, you should not. No, you should not. And, and, and yeah, you'll still be saved, and you'll still be godly, too. I'll put that on the table right there for you. Because people get mad if you don't help them. Oh, let me get out of that. I, I, I'll, I'll tell them the brothers this week. Well, I had, I, had a, I had a meeting. I'm telling you, I had a great week this week, y'all. Uh, I had somebody that cussed me out good. I ain't going to lie to you. They cussed me out. Yeah, they did. And then they had the nerve to call me back the next day from a different phone number. But I recognized the voice. And uh, But they said, can you help me? And I'm like, hmm. I said, did you call me yesterday and cuss me out? Oh, I don't cuss no preachers out. I probably don't cuss no preachers out. Oh, no, not me. Not me. <laughs> I said, well, I meet with my committee, and we'll just talk about your application for help. And so I went and brought my committee. Hey, y'all, this, I, I brought my committee. They, right there, they can tell you what I told them. I said, this person called me yesterday and cussed me out, and I don't want to help them. What y'all vote? It's <laughs> about the story. Okay. And so I called them back and said, listen, our committee met, and we don't wanna, we're not going to help you based on Folks slick. Well, they think they slick. But the Holy Spirit will help you, though. The Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will definitely help you. All right, now. I got one more page of notes. Y'all just bear with me just one moment. Revelation 22, 13. Remember, now, we just talked about how God's going to bring his pay with him. Let's me know that I need to get busy and stay doing God's work because payday is coming. 
Remember that Jesus talking to his church, believers in Christ, reminds them again of who he is and the fact that he is the ultimate one. We talked about the ultimate influencer, which is Jesus. And again, Revelation 22 and 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He says, I am or I have been, I will be. I am the Alpha, I'm the beginning, I am the end, I am the first, I am the last. And if you allow me, I'll be everybody, everything in between. He is the ultimate influencer. And but now, to understand that he's the ultimate influencer, you need to know that he's in your life. You got to know he's in your life. Now, there's several scriptures I could go to, to to prove this to you, but I just want to give you one that I believe I was led to go to. Go to Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. The book of Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. The Bible reads as follows. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So notice this. The Holy Spirit comes when we ask him to dwell within us. He comes when we ask for him to dwell in us. When we desire for him to dwell in us. When we crave for him to dwell in us. When we require, it must be a requirement for Jesus to dwell or the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us. Ask is another word for prayer. Prayer is when you ask God to do certain things in your life. See, prayer is a two-way conversation between you and Jesus. Prayer is a two-way conversation between you and Jesus. And see, one of the main purposes of prayer is to get God involved in your life. He don't get involved unless you ask him. Why? Because he's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself in your life. He, you got to desire for him to be there. You got to crave for him to be there. You got to make it a requirement for God to be in your life. He ain't going to force himself onto you. I tell people this all the time. You want, they want God's protection without God. It ain't happening. You want God to protect you, but you don't want nothing to do with it. No, it ain't happening. That's not according to his word. You want him in, then he'll protect you. But you want him in, he'll just stay out. He'll just stay out. So I want God in my life. I want God in my finances. I want God in my relationship. I want God in my home. I want God in my school. I want God in my every area of my life. When I ride down the road, I want God in there. I want God in there because I know I get sidetracked sometimes. I'm not the only one. I'm not, okay, pray, 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 y'all, pray. Y'all be looking at your phone sometime while y'all ride? All right, no, nah, no, nah, don't, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Don't say it, don't say it. Don't say it. Especially when that video go off and you ready to see another one. Uh, 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 that phone rang, you can't find it. Uh, or whatever it is, you know, you, you, well, not y'all. I'm talking about the folks that on 20, I-20 right now. But you, I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my life. And see, when you ask God to get involved in your life, you're saying, I want your outcome, God. I want your results. I want what you want. I know man got a plan, but I want your, your best plan for my life. 
I, I know the company got a plan for me, but I want your plan for my life. I know my relationship, you know, we got these all these goals and sets, da, 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 but I want your plan for my life. Because he says this, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to give you an expected end. Jeremiah tells us this. He, I want your results in my life. In other words, God, I want you to be in my life. I want you to be in my life. I want the ultimate influencer to be in my life. I want him to be in my life. I don't want, listen, I can have other stuff trying to influence me, but I don't want it to be the ultimate influencer. I want God to be the ultimate influencer in my life. And so he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I believe there is no greater, no one that compares influencer than Jesus when his spirit comes and dwells in us and we have access to the ultimate influencer. Everybody see why he is, he influenced me to change? Because I allow him. I ask, first of all, I ask him to come in my life. If you never have asked him to come in your life, that's the first step. Well, I, I, doesn't God already know? Yeah, but he ain't going to force himself on you. He's not going to force himself. God's a gentleman, y'all. Everybody say, well, what does God think about it? He, he gave everybody a choice. But he doesn't divorce you of the consequence behind your choice, though. Whatever choice you make, there's a consequence behind it. Every choice you make is a consequence behind it. But that's why we thank God that he's the influencer that persuaded us, not just me, but I know he did you too, to change, but change for the better. Better is here, better is coming, bigger is here, and bigger is coming. I'm done. Stand to your feet. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.